1: Thank you for joining us today for On the Road with Jesus, hosted by Rhody Fisher. As a Christian mom for over 40 years and a teacher of the Bible in public schools for 25 years, Rhody will take you on a journey with some of her friends as they share their experiences and testimonies from their walk with Christ. You'll see that you are not alone in your search for God, your victories with Him, or your failures. Welcome to On the Road with Jesus. Now. Here's your host, Rody Fisher. Joe, friend of Cape Rays listeners and host of Throughout All Ages Ministry, has left this earth to be with the Lord. May God bless his soul as he ascends to heaven with the Lord. In honor, we're playing a past episode of On the Road with Jesus, where Rody interviews Joe. Here's part two of the interview. Yes, Throughout All Ages Ministry. Okay.
2: And so tell me how you get into the other schools and what, what your objective is, and you go once a week or, yeah. you
3: know? So what happens is, is I was working at the time, and so all this other ministry I was doing outside of my work time, and we came to the conclusion we're going to try to go full-time. And we named this branch of throughout all ages 1530 Apologetics. And we named that because in these classrooms, when we go into the public high schools, we have 15 to 30 minutes to talk about the things of apologetics. And so we that's one of the reasons why we called it 1530 apologetics. I knew I had to break down everything to have a justifiable answer to be able to give it easy to the students that they wouldn't come out of there going, I don't understand anything he said. I wanted to put it in such a way that when they walk out of there, they go, that was an answer. That's an answer. That's true. You can't break it down.
2: Give me an example yeah. of what it what, what you would say, and not the whole thing. Yes. But they'll have a question for you, and you break down the question, right. and you come back with an answer. So, right. give me one of those examples. So,
3: one of the questions they might ask is: It's very prevalent today. Is is truth? Is is there truth? Is everything relative? And I'll look at the students, I'll have anywhere from 20 to 60 students, and I'll say, well, let's put the two propositions up there. I say, is there truth? And the student in the background says, there is no truth. you got two propositions there. What are you guys going to say to that? How are you going to defend that? And they're looking at me with dear eyes. Mm-hmm. Because even though they might have thought about it before, they're not really intellectually thinking about the words that just came out. So I said, we're looking to see if there's truth. I said, there is truth. That's my proposition. His proposition is making a truth claim saying there is no truth. Well, how can you make a truth claim when you don't even believe in truth? It drops off your knees. You can't even make that statement. It ruins your whole foundation. You can never say there is no truth because you just made a truth claim. How can you say that? You just made a truth claim. When the students hear that, they all start to laugh and they go, Oh, we get it, but you know what? That'll stumble many of those students when they get into their first year in college. Because when people tell them everything's relative, are you trying to tell me there is no truth? Yeah, there is no truth. Well, holy, you just made a truth claim,
2: and that's and, coming from professors, by the way.
3: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So well, that'll. And even more so, it's even though it is the professors, yeah. Uh, it 's the whole campus now, yes, you know, so it 's not just the professors, it's the whole campus coming up on them, bunching up on them, and they're and when they don 't have a justifiable answer, they feel very weak. And their head goes down. They're like, I don't want to talk about it. And by their first year, they come back summer. They come back to their parents' house, and they don't want to talk about the things of God. They don't even want to go to church no more. And they're way far from it because they don't believe they had justifiable answers, you know, and to these things. So, um, so you've got 15 to
2: 30 minutes to get this this truth out, yes. whatever, the, whatever the subject is. Yes. And it's a once a week at and, and how many schools do you cover?
3: Right, so it's not once a week; it's through the whole week, and we try to fill up all five days. Oh, yes, and so if we can get in there, most of our times is during uh, during the uh, usually between eleven and one o'clock. But if we can get in in the morning or in the evening, that's fine too. It's whenever these clubs come in and uh, participate. What I love about it, though, is coming into these high schools. We can have a group full of students. That are Christians, atheists, skeptics, Muslims, Mormons, they're, they're all in there. So when Whoa. we have a discussion, the first thing I make clear to them, I say, Listen, guys, then when they, I first introduced myself, I said, My name is Joe. I'm a Christian. I believe Christianity has more justifiable answers than any other worldview out there, but let's question it. Let's question everything. If we can't question your worldview, you shouldn't be standing on it. And the students are like, you can see their eyes are going, ooh, I get to actually think about this oh stuff my and ask questions gosh. out loud. Yeah, it's kind of exciting because when, It is exciting. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't just stand, I'm not putting up straw men. I'm saying, listen guys, whatever I say, go look it up. Tell me that it's not there because I'm just giving you what you guys believe. If we're going to talk about atheists, I'm going to tell you what they believe. And, you know, even when we're talking about atheists, I'll tell them, you know, I'll tell them stuff like, do you realize that up until uh, 1942, all scientists believed that the universe was eternal? Mm-hmm. So we're all looking for something eternal. And they didn't need our eternal God because they had this eternal universe. Right. But when Edward Hubble looked through that telescope and saw space stretching out, they realized the universe wasn't static, that it wasn't eternal, that it had a beginning point. Just like when you blow up a balloon and you blow it up and you see it stretching, if you reduce it, what are you going to see? That it had a starting point. So we agree with the scientists. Christianity agrees that time, space, and matter had a beginning point. They just say it came from a Big Bang, and we say it came from our God, our Creator. And I say, and, and we begin to talk about that, but a lot of them don't uh, realize It wasn't just 80. It was just 80 years ago when they realized that this universe uh, had a starting point. Wow, that's so So for them to learn things like that, you know. Yes. When I tell them stuff like, you know, Jesus, when he walked upon this earth, he said, you cannot serve two masters. You will love one and hate the other. Many of you are going to try to hold on to worldviews. That's two masters. And you're going to try to hold on to two worldviews. What it's going to do, it's going to clash with each other. You're going to end up loving one, and you're going to hate the other. Jesus was point on correct when he says you cannot serve two masters because there's inconsistencies. How are you going to be a Buddhist and believe in reincarnation when for Christianity says it's appointed for man once to die and after that judgment? There's the clash. You have to decide what side you're going to stand on. There is no neutral ground when it comes to these worldviews And when the students hear that, a lot of them, for the first time, their minds are now clicking. They're going, oh, oh, that's why I can't decide to have three worldviews and live in all these worldviews. There's something inconsistent. It
2: gives them answers that they can hang on to. Yes. And share.
3: Yes, and share. Because
2: now they have a belief system that's real. Yeah. Now, have you duplicated yourself so that... You can go other people are going into other schools, right? You can't
3: be hitting all the schools. Yeah. So the first thing we did is we found out in San Diego, that's where we're from. We're going to start there. We found out there's 250 high schools. Again, remember, our goal is not to miss one of them. Right. We get into a school. We stay there for four years and then we do it all over again and then we do it all over again. So once we get to know the people We become very uh, uh, we become uh, we get to know them very well, and we don't ever want to leave because you've built a relationship. Yeah, build a relationship where every four years new students are coming, the other ones are leaving. We're hoping on our website throughout All Ages Ministry, if you look there, we have the top 30 questions that they'll be asked their first year in college. We try to get them to understand at least 10 of those 30 questions. Because what that does, if they understand that we have a justifiable answer for 10 of the 30 questions, when they go into college and they have a little bit of doubt, they're going to go, oh, holy, I had 10 good answers. There ought to be more answers out there. Instead of doubting, I'm going to think about this a little more. I'm going to go look up some answers for this, right? That's what I want them to do. I want them to start thinking about there are answers out there and we got them. You know, it's not like we don't have them. We have them. It's just the church doesn't have enough time to get into apologetics. And so even for me one of the things is I go up to these um club uh, groups and they're used to giving the gospel for the last 40 or 50 years. That's all we did. We've always been into the high schools and I don't complain about that. We've always given the gospel and that's what we need to do. But now that we know that students are intellectually fallen from knowing the things of God, they walk away because the intellectual answer and we got them. Now I'm coming up to the leaders and I say, "Guys, We have to look at this different now. You know, you keep on giving them the gospel, but I want to come in there and just give them intellectual answers to apologetics. Now, the word apologetics comes from 1 Peter 3.15. Always be ready to give an answer or defense. Uh And so in the Greek, that would be, I want to give you an apology. So when you hear someone give you an apology, usually we're like, that was an apology. He just defended himself, right? Right, right. But that's how it was back then. I want to give you a defense, an apology for why you think i done that. Here's my apology. Here's my defense. Here's my answer. And that's what uh, 1 Peter 3.15 tells us to always be ready to give an apology to always to give an answer for the hope that we have in Christ Jesus.
2: So, Joe, how many schools is Tame in right now?
3: Yeah, so... What happens uh, before this year, before the COVID and everything hit, um, we had spoken out of maybe 250 schools, we spoke over 180 times. Wow. But We've only had maybe 90 schools that we went into. We still had 250 altogether to get into. And our goal is once we hit all those schools, what we're going to do is once we're there, I want to find another passionate guy. Go to Orange County and say, listen, this is your home now. This is your vineyard. You're gonna go out here day after day and you're gonna get into these schools. Whatever it takes, you're gonna get you're not gonna miss a school, because where every high school there's a community. And I want every high school student to know that Christianity has apologetics, that we have an answer for what we believe in. So when the culture changes and a new topic comes up. We're already answering the question to the next generation before they're getting into college, rather than what we're waiting. So my goal is to hit all 50 states, to be able to, if I can get apologetics in San Diego, I should be able to do it in all 50 states, where we're answering the students before they get into college. One of the things we do in order to get into this is we've had a strategy, and we say this to our uh, mentors, our leaders, the directors who we go into as a guest speaker. Uh-huh. We tell them this, listen, everything we do, we come in for free. Our partners back us up. We get our partners to back us up, and you guys don't pay for nothing. And what's nice about that is there's no paperwork. They don't have to sit there and say, well, let me ask the director, who the director for 40 years has never heard of Apologetics. They've been doing gospels their whole life, right? This guy wants me to pay for apologetics. I don't got the money. You know, that's okay. But we go in there and we say, listen, it's for free. We'll come in for free. They're like, oh, yeah, sign them up right now. Get them in here in two weeks. And so that's what we love. So we do ask for our partners, financial partners, who believe in this. There's not one parent. I mean, hardly one. I shouldn't say not one. But every parent I speak to has a son or daughter who's walked away from the faith their first year in college. They go to college and they see that. And they don't know what happened. We spent 18 years teaching them about the things of God and their first year, their demise is they're done with God, you know. Mm-hmm. And so God will hound them back later on. But, um, to me, that's where I say, okay, if you believe in what we're doing, stand behind us and let us go in and let's not charge them anything. I don't want to charge them anything. The more we don't charge them, the quicker I can get in and I can keep on coming in and doing wow. my rounds. Yeah. So that, that's, that's an awesome uh, thing that started. So now with COVID, and, and this might be the last part of it, now that with COVID in, I had to rearrange. So this is where my wife says, why don't you get on a local radio show so you can still speak to the students and to the parents? So she got me to get into a radio local host show in San Diego. So I speak every week on a, on a local radio show. They take that show that I do every week, once a week, and they put it on seven or eight different podcasts. So it just goes out to whoever now it goes out to the world. And I go, well, hey, you know, now that God has me thinking again, right? And again, you have to think outside of the box again. How are we going to make this work? And I thought, you know, I know a guy who's in college right now who loves apologetics. I'm going to have him go through my videos and start working out worksheets for me. So I asked him, I said, I'll pay you. I want you to get worksheets. Listen to me. I'm paying you because you got to listen to me, first of all. <laughs> For hours at a time, right? We're on that, we're on our eighth worksheet where we want to get a whole semester of worksheets. So not that we charge anyone much at all, but we small, charge a small price just so they'll keep on coming. And we want them to finish an apologetic course anywhere around the world where they can come and take 15 classes. And I send it out to them after they hear my podcast. They send it back to me. I I um, I grade it and send it back to them. And at the end of the year, especially if you're homeschooling, you can use this for credits mm-hmm. for for history. Oh, for you science. can! Yeah, you can use that for things like that. Cause, uh, we ended up homeschooling our kids, so we kind of got already of got us caught up on the influence of how to reach these uh, homeschoolers now, because that's who we got to reach now. We everyone right. has now been transferred from public schools to homeschool and private schools. So now starting January, it's our aim to go into all the uh, homeschooling uh, places and private schools and now do it the same way. So, yes, this is where
2: wow. we're at. Yes. a little shift in how you're doing things but giving out the same message. Yes. Wow. Now, I, I do want to ask you, um, you have some workbooks that I saw upstairs. Yes and some videos and is that what you're sending to the
3: homeschoolers or yeah so no so what happens is i do have brochures and and i have some uh worksheets that they can do yeah um i'm actually i know the parents of homeschoolers they meet in houses they meet in buildings they meet at churches they meet in parks they'll have Mm -hmm. 10 or 15 kids so my aim is this give me 10 kids and i'll come out for free and give them apologetics, the top 30 questions that they're going to have to answer. So that's what I'm doing with them is I give them, I I call them up, introduce myself, tell them what I want to do, and most of them when they hear it, everyone uh, when they hear it, They're like, oh, yeah, perfect. That's that's what we need. And it is. It is what they need in the time of era that we live in. Our kids need to know apologetics when someone tells them that, why do you believe? You know, we're living in a day and age where now kids are growing up. They know nothing about Jesus Christ. They think he's a mythology God, just like the other 300 million gods that are out there. They don't see a significance when you say Jesus Christ. They just think of him as a mythology God. So you got to start from ground one and work your way up. Why do you believe in this God as as a maximum supreme being, you know? And so um, it's neat to do that, though. I, I, I love to see I can see kids when I'm talking about when I'm talking to a student who's an atheist or a Buddhist and we're talking about that subject or uh, I get or Mormon. And what's neat about it is I can see them looking at me like, oh. What is he going to say? Is he going to be for me or is he going to be? Is Christianity going to come out winning it? I can see them thinking that. And it's kind of neat. A lot of, a lot of these students will come and ask me questions after class. Hey, can I ask you a question? They'll come up and ask me certain questions. And, and, and the more I get to be there and, and relate to them, the better it's getting. You know?
2: So, Joe, if someone hears this, because it it, this is going out to all the different podcasts too, how do they get a hold of you? And say to you, listen, I'd love to start this in my little town. Yeah. How do they get a hold of you?
3: Right. So they just go to throughoutallagesministry.com or 15, you can put on Google search 1530 apologetics, and it'll take you there. It'll take you there.
2: And And so you'll be able to duplicate that by just handing over material or showing them what to
3: do or... Yeah, so at this point, I wanted them to uh, all—I'm learning, too, myself. This is two and a half years in this ministry. COVID hit, and so what I'm willing to do now is to let them see what I'm doing. Uh, But I want to be a part of this where as soon as I get some financial support, I want to bring a gentleman in who's passionate about it, and he leads everyone else. He says, I'm the guy that, that, that's going to get into these classrooms, and he starts directing it. Because then they'll lose focus, and my focus is not to miss any high school whatsoever. I want to hit every high school, whatever county he's in charge of. You don't miss a high school. We're trying to get into it, and you make sure your impulse is to get in there.
2: Now, are the schools opening at all in in San Diego County?
3: They are slowly, but it's right now it's a hit and miss because they sometimes they open up for two days or one day. So a lot of these uh, clubs I went under, they're holding back, too. They're, they're now resorting to going to church events and stuff. Um, but I'm, I'm actually that what I know of, I'm the first one that's saying, I want to go to the homeschoolers. I know where they're at. I, I've dealt with them before. We grew up our kids in homeschooling. Mm-hmm. So it's my aim now, as God put a conviction in my heart, to go to define all these parents that have these students, because some of them will take 15, 20 kids, into a building to teach, you know, to teach English, let me come in there for 15, 30 minutes and give them apologetics. And as they get acquainted with me and see what I'm trying to bring into their realm, um, I think they'll keep on inviting me in. So yeah. that's a beautiful,
2: yeah. beautiful way to get to the kids. Now, this really warms my heart because um, this is my 23rd or 24th year that I'd be teaching release time education, which is. Um, going into the public schools, and we've been doing this for over 100 years okay. throughout the you know, United States. And we're taking kids off campus into either a bus or a trailer, which is set up like a little church, and we're giving them the gospel. But apologetics would be the next step. Yes. Because these kids that we're talking to are third, fourth, fifth, and sixth graders, <laughs> and we're taking them for the four years um, release release time Christian education, and you can you can Google that too um, release time Christian education and find the website for that, and just sharing the gospel with them. Our goal is to, you know, a lot of things, but teach them, lead them to Christ, teach them how to pray, and teach them how to get into the Word, yeah. t- how to navigate through the Bible. Um, obviously, we're giving them Bible stories, making sure that they know that this is, the, it, this is the Word of God. Right. And so they're not thinking it's fables. Right. But the next step is this.
3: Yes, yes.
2: In junior high school and high school, And I would love to see you not just in high schools, but junior high, a team of people in every junior high school and high school, because we don't want these kids to. And, you know, most of the kids that I have in my class are unchurched. They've never gone to church. Some of them are being raised by their grandparents. If you can imagine um, grandparents that are a generation older than their own kids right. raising kids because some of these kids' parents are drugged out, right. and they've had to be taken out of the home. And so these some of the kids that we have, and these grandparents are just happy to have them in some sort of a church environment right.
3: what they're signing up for. Okay, we can look at archaeology. We can look at evidence of the things you said and did and wrote down, Lord, that we want to give it to your children. We want to give it to the children of the world, that they can see that there's light and darkness. And it wasn't a God who was impersonal, Mm -hmm. but a God that was very personal, that from the very moment that he created man, that they need to understand as children that he wanted an intimate relationship with every one of them, Lord. Lord. And so I pray that as we gather here, Lord, Our vision, our quest, our hearts would be that we'd be motivated to take your word out. The simplicity of the gospel to the nations, to the cities, to the counties, to all the young children that are out there, Lord. That they can know that there's a name that they can call out to and that he's real and personal. Mm -hmm. And that it would advance to the kingdom, to the elementary and the middle high school, Lord. Give us a labors for that mm-hmm. passionate about what they believe in. so it's not just a history hist- it's not just a book story but it's a historical account that the, that the children need to know that the students need to know that it's Thank not you, just any God but it's one God and there is no other like the God that we know in Christianity and then Lord we just pray that your purposes, would be built up here first where we live, and that it would continue to grow. Bring us men and women with a heart, Lord. We need administrators. We need the helps of gifts. We need people on board who have passionates for the word of God, Lord, to bring this forth. And, that, Lord, that your work would be growing continually, that on the outside we see darkness, but in the inside we see light bursting forth from humankind out to you or towards you in your kingdom, Lord. Be with us this day. Yes, Lord. Amen. Name.
2: Thank you so much, Joe. And again, his ministry is called... Throughout and,
3: all ages. And, not, and you're also on radio on K-Praise. Yeah, K-Praise Radio at 1210 a.m., but you can go on the web and just put on K-Praise, okay. K-P-R-A-I-S-E, uh, K-Praise Radio. Thank you so much. I do want
2: to speak to those that are out there that may not have accepted the Lord as your Savior. And all of this is tugging at your heart right now. And it's just a simple prayer. And you need to get into the Bible after you say the simple prayer and ask for God's leading. And if it's that you, if, if that's you out there that would like to accept Jesus as your Savior, I'd like to lead you today. And just follow me in this simple prayer. After that, you can write me on On the Road with Jesus or call Hope Radio here in Corona, California. And the prayer goes like this. Dear Jesus, come into my heart and forgive me of all the things of the past, present, and future. Father, I want to repent of those things of the past. Forgive me. Thank you for dying on the cross for me, Jesus. Thank you that on the third day you rose again. And on the 40th day, you went up to be with the Father and sent sent the Holy Spirit. Lord, I want to know you intimately. Help me with my walk with you. Be my Lord and Savior. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you've said that prayer, please notify us on the Road with Jesus or Hope Radio, Corona, California. Thank you, and we'll see you next Tuesday or Wednesday on Hope Radio here in Corona, California. Thank you. And we love you. God bless you.
1: Thank you for being here today for On the Road with Jesus with your host, Rody Fisher. Every week, you'll hear experiences and testimonies from her and her friends as they share their journey with Jesus. You'll see that you're not alone in your search for God, your victories with Him, or your failures. If you have a question about today's show, email Rody Fisher at raw fisher at on the Spelled RAH Fisher at onthe Rh O D E Or leave a voicemail at 951-817-0094. That's 951-817-0094. On the Road with Jesus is sponsored by Global Expressions Language Project. Learn more at asquaredlamps.org. That's the letter A, squaredlamps.org. Be sure to join us each week at this same time for more On the Road with Jesus, hosted by Rody Fisher.